Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. How did you not get that? Come on, man. I can lift this table. That's how Red's Rovers roll. That's what... Hey, wait a second. Can I just pee over in that pot? I, I appreciate your honesty. I want him to win. You killed his friend. Hey, you wadded down this wine. Jack's first impulse is to rush over there. Got him. No, 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 no. Doran, my son, who had brothers, you know. You surface dwellers are soft creatures. The terrors that you know are everyday circumstance for us. Yeah, I buy that. Welcome back to Dice Shame. This is season two, episode 72, Done Like Dinner. MVP this week is Weird Alchemy from the Discord, who has just recently caught up. They've been binging the show and enjoying it every step of the way. Thank you so much, Weird Alchemy. This one's for you. Yeah, thanks. All right, shall we do this? Yeah, let's play some D&D. Party down. In Gautier Brighthelm's manor, a celebratory dinner is being enjoyed by all. Doran and Gautier share places of honor at the head of the table, while Red sits next to a strange Svrfneblin merchant. Mari and Alistair occupy themselves with the dwarven delicacies on offer, and Jack has entered into a passive-aggressive food fight with one of Gautier's men-at-arms. Anyway, I'm not really convinced to buy any of this stuff anymore, Svefneblin friend. I, I have taken a moment, I have recalibrated my sights, and despite how handsome you are, I feel like we should just enjoy this meal as friends. That's all right, Red. I don't mind. Oh, good. You learned my name. Gotta keep... Most of my wares for my travels anyway. I have far to go. Now, where'd you come from? Where did you go? What was your name, Cotton Eye Joe? My name is Thenduil. That's right. Where did you come from? I uh, come from the Underdark. Oh, we've been which there is once. where we are, Kern. Oh, that, that's right. We... A settlement called Genwair. Whoa, sounds Gaelic. I come from a region of the Underdark that is translated from Undercommon. To be called the Earth Root. Wow, that's pretty cool. Do you hear that, Maori? Yeah, I've never, never heard of that. Few surface dwellers know of such a place. Genwair is a small Svrfneblin settlement. Every word you say, I just drift further and further away from words that I know. <laughs> and God's light. 
Yes. <laughs> Why? Uh, so you have a long way to travel. Uh, when did you leave home? Oh, a couple of months ago, I suppose. You must miss it. Looking to get back there? No. Hmm. No. 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 No way. There's trouble brewing. Trouble, you say? Red arches and eyebrows. Don't tell him that. He's gonna make us go there. Terrible thing. Gautier is getting drunk with Doran. Um, they are drinking. You mean they're being dwarves? They're being dwarves. <laughs> they're drinking from these huge tankards that look like they belong at medieval times from hell. They are toasting each other, and it's getting increasingly rude. Gautier is like, oh, thank you for coming to my home, Doran. I just wanted to say that you, you're like the, this, um... Like the brother I never wanted. <laughs> You're there. Listen, you know, Gautier, I, I do have to tell you. I mean, since I've come all this way, <laughs> oh, I love you. You're such a... You're always my favorite cousin. You know. Come here, uh, Doran. How the Come hell? Come here. Did... I want to. I want to hold your body. Uh, <laughs> grabs uh, you around the shoulders. Uh, <laughs> so cozy around here. He wrestles you to the ground. Uh, this is fine. Beer flying everywhere. They like roll around on the ground, hugging, like kind of rolling. Yeah, back it's and like forth on the seeing ground. like dogs playing. Yeah. You're like, are they fighting or are they playing? That's not yeah, really it's clear. Not like, yeah, it's just really, really, really close for comfort. <laughs> it, uh, Gautier, like, like rolls out from underneath you and, like, kind of shoves you to the side and he accidentally stumbles into a leg of the table. And Mari, your chalice, like, gets knocked over. And oh, like, come on, man! But as, as it happens, she just uses, um, shape water. And before the liquid can hit her outfit, it's sort of like, whoop! Like goes back up and slides nice. back into, huh? into the chalice. Nice. Hey, you watered down this wine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait a second. Otherwise, it wouldn't have worked. Yeah. <laughs> <Shaped> alcohol. <laughs> Valdrik, who's been sitting beside you, Jack, is now like clearly got some kind of vendetta against you. And anytime you go to bring your fork to your mouth, he reaches over with his fork and he's trying to stab the food that's on your <laughs> fork to take that food for himself. So every, it's a combat, every mouth. I love the idea every time Jack tries to talk to you, he like clears his throat. He's guy's like <laughs> super petty. <They're> like, <laughs> and there's an element too of like, I want him to win, but I want it to make it look like I'm trying. Like I want to like mm -hmm. fake that I'm going for it and let him win a few just to make sure it's, you know, on the left. He does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He stabs just this hunk of mushroom off of your fork and gravy goes flying. Oh, no. And then uh, like sticks it in his mouth and chews really forcefully right at your face. And then my conid screams. Yeah, that's the thing. You killed his friend. I just have a completely off-topic story, but the gravy going flying brought this real visceral memory back when I was a kid. I was Thanksgiving dinner. There was a little tub of gravy. I was sitting beside my grandpa. I put it down right where his elbow would hit when he turned. On purpose? No, no, no. I, I don't know. I was okay. I was done with it. I put it down. He, he turned to chat with Got me. Got you, grandpa. <laughs> Slid perfectly off the table. Hit the ground perfectly flat. Oh. The gravy inside all of it flew up and hit the ceiling. 
and then started to drip down onto my grandfather's head. (laughs) And he's a pretty stern kind of guy. And my dad is across the table trying not to lose his shit and like die laughing. So he gets up, grandma gets up to try and clean it up. And she takes a knife and a plate and starts to scrape the gravy off grandpa's head. And that's when dad flees the room, trying not to like laugh until he's far enough away not to be heard. That's awesome. To the day they sold the house, there's a big brown stain on the stucco roof above that part of the table. That's hilarious. Mop it up with a piece of bread. It was just (laughs) off Grandpa's head. Yeah, mortified. (laughs) That's cute. Oh, poor little Rob. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Anyways, trouble brewing. You say? What uh, exactly does that mean? Red says to the Swerf Neblin sitting next to him and Mari. Genwa here and the surrounding lands are experiencing troubles. The Earth Root is. Denizens need to find safer places to live. Earth root denizens. Mari's like two, three glasses of wine in now. She's loosening up a She's little like, bit. Are you like a gnome, dude? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what the fuck are you? Like, what is this? She starts like poking him like a drunk mom, being like, why are you here? <laughs> Hey, <laughs> listen to your name. What's happening? So whose friend are you again? I feel like Mari's like the type that'll challenge everybody that she can lift something. Yeah. I can lift. I can yeah. lift. I can lift this yeah. table. Are you no, that's, my friend? that's just me normally. <laughs> <laughs> Things crawling from the deep. Creatures unfamiliar to the Underdark. Far hungrier. More unsettling. Well, what's causing all this nonsense? Some great upheaval? He just shrugs. Are they cool? Are they spooky? What is this? Yeah, what kind of spooky creatures are you dealing with? We fought some pretty spooky creatures. I've seen some shit. I've seen some stuff recently. Yeah, she broke down. She got really angry at me. It was crazy. Oh, here we go. (laughs) You surface dwellers are soft creatures. The terrors that you know are everyday circumstance for us. Yeah, I buy that. These things that I speak of are far more treacherous and evil. Well, now you just got us on the hook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like eats I... a bite of mashed potatoes. Oh, and Red like, Red like looks to Mari like he's being told a spooky story. Like, ooh, <laughs> I can't wait till he continues after this bite. She's just like, she's like, wait, wait. So like, is the... Is the the root thing? Is that literal? Is it like a tree root that you live under? Like, what is this? Like, no, it's like a regional name. No, I think he's just being vague. You know, like she's she's, no, she's just like again. She's like a couple glasses of wine, and she's like, let me top you up. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite part of that is I'm imagining Gautier and Doran still wrestling in the background of that scene. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, exactly. With the fire blazing away. Oh yeah. 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 The the mental image right now of yeah, of like you've got you've got Jack getting his food stabbed out of his mouth basically. You've got two mm-hmm. dwarves on the ground wrestling. You've got Mari kinda drunk, just sitting there, just like leaning back in her chair, like, what even are you? And then Red just being like, Have I has anyone ever told you what a what an absolute looker you are? <laughs> <laughs> and this like potato man. <laughs> yeah, he's mm-hmm. handsome. <laughs> <laughs> Doran sitting back up at the table now seemingly like everything's back to normal for some reason mm-hmm. go to dusting himself off yeah <laughs> Doran pulls the flaky white flesh of the of the white eel on his plate he says I can't believe you've got white eel this is delicious absolutely stunning I haven't had this for 30 years 
I, I guess as, as chancellor, you have some kind of pull around here. And, and I, I wanted to pull out all the stops for you because I rarely get to host family, you know? Well. So. And he claps Gautier on the back. You have. You have pulled out all of the stops. So thank you very much, Gautier. It is so lovely to be able to bring my friends to a place like this. Gautier stands then from his seat, grasping this oversized tankard of dwarvish ale and looks around to the faces at the table and he says, I just wanted to take a minute to say thanks to each and every one of you for making your way to my household, whether you're part of my staff. And he nods at his men-at-arms. Or if you've made your way here through the Underdark carrying all your goods and and trying to find a safer place for yourself. He nods at the Svrf Neblin. Or if you're accompanying my cousin as his retinue, I I don't know, guards or whatever y'all are, adventuring folk. Or if you're family. If it's been quite some time, you know, it's always good to make good with each other after decades have gone by. So thank you, all of you, for being here tonight. It's been a really special occasion. What? What is he asking? What? Red turns to Mari. He's like, did he ask us a question? Uh, to family. Yes, to family. She just holds the glass up. It's empty. Thor <laughs> raises his tankard and gives Red a, a look. Kind of like, pay attention, please. <laughs> Cheers, Red. Je- Red's had his like, snout in a glass of wine. <laughs> It's just the vapors, really. It's such a sensitive nose. Shall we uh, retire then to the sitting room for a little while before we head up to bed? Oh, yes. I'm definitely looking forward to some sitting. We're already sitting. (laughs) And a few more brews. I wait till there's one bite left on Voldrick's plate and try and steal it. Mm -hmm. Nice. Uh, Roll a sleight of hand for me, please. Can Red secretly aid? Like, I'm imagining... He sees Jack poised, and Red stands up real nonchalant, because Red hasn't really been drinking that much, or at least he's not affected by it that much tonight. And I kind of imagine Red, like, turning his back to the guy and, like, accidentally bumping him at the second that Red goes for it to, like, aid in the sleight of hand, without even Jack really knowing. Yeah, mechanically, since you're within melee range, you can help <laughs> Jack on yeah. your turn. I just want to, like, action. bump the dude to distract him. <laughs> you can roll your sleight of hand with advantage, Jack. 20. <gasps> nice. Yeah. Jack, you get in there with your fork. Absolutely. Oh, sorry, man. I didn't mean to bump into you. Yeah, he just turns back and his plate's empty. That's the... <laughs> and he looks around between Jack and Red and both of you are already getting up from the table. Yeah. God, what a good dinner. I'm so full. I feel like I ate two meals. <laughs> <laughs> and Red's like, oh, sorry, uh, sorry. And he like winks to Jack. The way like a grandpa winks to you, you know what I mean? When he like makes an inside joke and you're, he's kind of like, oh, sorry, Jack. Yeah. And he walks away. That guy's going to shit in your bed. <laughs> Wait, Abed. Yeah, Mari looks at the the two man at arms, and she just she just sort of like gives them finger guns and then leaves. Nice. <laughs> That's nice. how Red's nice. rovers roll. That's like... <laughs> kind of a mess. I think Red will head over to Gautier and kind of like cut him off. I love that you're pronouncing his name like it's G A U T H I E R E, like it's a French Canadian Gautier. Is that not it? Gautier. Like Icelandic. G-O-T-I-R. But Whatever. No, Red but when, I, when you say it, it Gautier? sounds so much more like... Gautier. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Gautier. Red actually heads over, as everyone heads to the sitting room, he heads over to Gautier and like kind of 
intercepts him a little bit. Not really drinking that much, just being the regular kind of stupid ready is. He's like, hey, thanks so much for, for having us. I really, really appreciated it. Of course, Red, Red, right? Yes. Yeah, Red. Uh, hey, say, where's your bathroom down on this level? I don't want to go all the way back upstairs. Uh, and he points to like a door. He's like, what's this? The, uh, the bathroom here? That's just the entrance to the kitchen. Uh, and this one? Well, that's my personal offices. Okay, well, what about, can I just pee over in that pot? Well, no. Um, if you don't mind just going up to your rooms. <laughs> All right, fine, fair enough. Hey, gorgeous rooms, by the way. Thank you. Well, I'll meet you over there in a second. And Red heads upstairs to the bathrooms. Cool, cool. As the men-at-arms lead Jack, Mari, and Alistair off to the sitting room, Gautier kind of takes your elbow, Doran, and leads you to the fireplace and hands you a fresh cup. And seems like he wants just a minute with you by yourself. Doran accepts and takes a big gulp of it. Gautier, it's nice to finally have a, a few moments, just you and I, to catch up. It is, Doran, yes. And Gautier sort of swirls his cup and looks into the fire. You see the light dancing across his craggy face. He looks serious. He turns to his left to give you kind of a three-quarter profile, just acknowledging you standing there for a second, and then looks back into the fire and nods, and he says, Doran, there's no easy way to say this. So I'm just going to come right out and say it. I've never been one for diplomacy. Although, now that I have a role as chancellor here in the city, I've had to learn. But I feel like between us, it's always been straightforward. So that's why it's so hard to say. Doran looks Gautier in the eyes and he says, I'd expect nothing less, my friend. Please, tell me. Whatever's on your mind. He puts his hand on your shoulder and he says, Doran, there's there's no rock plague. And I wanted to tell you at dinner, but not in front of your friends, because this is... This is an Iron Fist matter. Uh, I wanted to give you some grace. Uh, Doran, I've been helping your mother as she's ailing, and... Well, when Jolgas came and said that you were making your way here. Doran, she doesn't want to see you. And I, I just wanted to break it to you gently. Doran finishes his tankard of ale pretty quickly. I mean, there's a, a gulp or two left. Gutier. You know, I don't envy the position that you're in here. And I want to I want to thank you for your honesty and for telling me the truth here today. As hard as it is for you and as hard as it is for me to hear it. I just need some time. But I I don't think I'm that surprised. Listen. I still think it's important for you to see her. 
because of how she's not doing so well. So I've been thinking, you know, when you, you and your friends were up in your chambers that that I would speak to her tomorrow morning and and plead your case for her and, and maybe I could convince her to see to see you, you know. Would you let me do that on your behalf? Dorian turns Gautier and he puts his hand on your shoulder and, and he says, Gautier, tell my mother that I came here to see her to try and make amends. But I won't ask you to beg her. I won't ask you to push for me to see her. If she doesn't want to see me, I don't want to see her. And I and I I don't mean that from a from a position of being petty. I, I don't want to push her to her death if she doesn't want to see me. And I fear that that could happen, you know. Give me a chance, Doran. Look, I guess all I'm saying is sure, please talk to her. Tell her I want to see her, but if she doesn't, I mean, you should know, Gautier. It's not the end of the world. I'll... I've always loved my mother, of course, but... It's been a, a long time since we haven't seen eye to eye. I reckon it's been... At least 70 years or so since I've seen her. Well, shit. But I know that she loves you deep down. Perhaps while I'm gone tomorrow... You might want to visit your family's gravesite. I'm glad you mentioned it. I had planned on it. I thought as much. They haven't moved the cemetery, have they? <laughs> they would not <laughs> dare. Wouldn't yeah. dare do such a thing. Ghouls will get you. Yeah. <laughs> the necromancer's been here. I'm sure it's been many years since you've been able to properly pay your respects. Anyway, I'm I'm sorry to bring down such a such an occasion. Uh. Like I said, Gautier, I, I, I appreciate your honesty, and I think that's all I can ask for at this stage. You know, maybe the next time I come back, you'll regale me about how you swindled your way into being chancellor. <laughs> can, oh, Doran. You know, but with this news, I, I think, I think it's best if I make my way to bed. It's been a long journey to get here, and. And honestly, it's been a long time since I've had a sleep in a in a bed that looks like that one. So, excuse me. I imagine you'll let my friends stay up as late as they'd like. Of course. And he claps you on the back and he says, Sleep well, Doran. You too, Gautier. And Doran leaves the room and kind of waves. He doesn't really catch anybody's attention. He just kind of waves. And for those of you who are looking, he... Gives a wave, and otherwise he's gone. Gautier watches you leave, Doran. Looks into the fire for another minute. Shakes his head. And then moves to join your friends in the sitting room. Red's coming back downstairs as he sees Doran heading up. Oh, where are you going, bud? Doran? Doran's on his phone. He doesn't notice. <laughs> He's on his phone again. Doran, Doran, get off your phone. Doran's playing Angry Birds. And He's got his favorite rock he's staring at. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just tired, Red. I'm going to bed. I'll see you in the morning. <laughs>
Oh. Look, stay up. Gotira said, the place is yours to to have a little bit of fun, so relax, all right? Okay. Okay. You don't want to talk, do you? you no, know? no, no, no. It's it's nothing. Don't even worry yourself about it. Honestly, buddy. Okay. All right. And Red sort of like gives you like a half hug hand, you know, where he kind of like goes to grab yeah. your hand, but you've already yeah. turned and he just yeah. kind of like keeps it there for a second and he's like, yeah. <sighs> Doran having already turned kind of gives a kind of gives a walking away hug back, but is is like so deep in his own thoughts, he's not worried too much about it. And Red heads down the stairs back into the dining room and he sees Gautier and the others off in the room where they're sitting and laughing loudly and he sort of stops for a second and his eyes fall over the office again and he remembers earlier today when he met Gautier and he rolled insight on him and sort of sensed a vibe of jealousy and like something was off and he turns back to see Doran kind of gone now and, and thinks about him for a second and seizing the opportunity Red slips across the dining room and slides into the office. Roll a stealth check for me, Red. Absolutely. I'm going to use my inspiration. Hey, all right. Beautiful. Inspiration used. <laughs> that is 21. Red, you move stealthily across the hallway and enter the offices of Gautier Brighthelm. They're well kept. There is some nice art on the walls, some tapestries that look reminiscent of those that are in the sitting room, a couple of more abstract pieces, and there's a tidy desk with neat piles of paperwork on top. Looks like the Chancellor does a lot of his rote work here. Red just sort of silently pads around the room, runs his fingertips on a few books sees if anything jumps out in terms of maybe like a ledger or <laughs> a ledger jumps out in terms of like a ledger or any sort of like thing that would catch his eye and then if nothing does he sort of slowly starts to open some of the drawers and he's looking for anything I guess that would sort of indicate maybe this guy isn't on the up and up in terms of his like trading you know, something that might give him cause to be acting a little shifty or weird. Yeah. Okay. You leaf through some books. Yeah, and Red's like, I don't know what any of this means. Yeah. There are, like, figures and names. Lots of dwarven names that you don't recognize. Seems like there are forms here that detail taxation and... I mean, it's all very, very boring for you. Yeah, Red's like, oh my god. Um, inside the drawers, much the same. A lot of paperwork, some spare quills. Uh, and then you find some correspondence, some letters. Uh, and then the name Iron Fist catches your eye. Red picks it up, sort of turns it in his hand, reads the title. Mm-hmm. It's an envelope. Uh, that is addressed to whom it may concern at the Scarborough Council from one Doreen Ironfist. Interesting. Oh, shit. Red reads it. He quietly opens it and just scans the letter. The letter is in 
tight, neat handwriting. Oh, it'd be in Dwarven. I don't speak Dwarven. So Red sees this letter and he's like, damn. And he folds it. Does anyone in this party speak Dwarven besides Doran? Uh, normally Jack would be able to comprehend languages, but I'm not sure he's up to that at the moment. Oh, right. Or maybe it's in common. I don't know. Like, is everyone in this town Dwarven and that's that? I guess, I, I'm assuming it's Dwarven. You didn't yeah, say that. Sorry. It would be in Dwarven. So the tight, neat handwriting, Dwarven runes that you can't decipher. But again, at the bottom of the letter, in common script, the name Doreen Ironfist is the sender of this letter. Red folds the letter back up and tucks it into his coat. And then he goes to leave and then he stops. And he turns around and he heads back to the books on the shelf. And he looks for a dwarven to common dictionary. Oh, <laughs> That's really cute. Let me roll to see if there is I think one. it's funny how you think there would be. <laughs> Why not? Like, he's got a Becherel. <laughs> Good pull. I mean... I kind of love the idea of Red staying up all night doing letter by letter of this letter, right? Because that's how languages work. Whatever, Jack. God. Yeah, I was going to say, imagine it like if you did that, it still doesn't make any sense. <laughs> word by word, fine. Um, You don't find a dictionary per se, but you do find like an atlas whose annotations are done both in common and dwarvish. So you're going to potentially be able to use that and your sturdy intelligence to put together (laughs) some of the words in this letter. Red pulls the heavy book out and holds it and like sighs so heavily. He's like, (laughs) (sighs) and again, he like looks towards the direction Doran went upstairs, looks towards the letter and the homework he has to do. And he's like, Fedorin. And he leaves the office and starts heading back upstairs and he's like, I'm turning in, good night. And then just like scampers upstairs like a kid running from the dark. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's going to get halfway through it and it's like, had brothers, you know. <laughs> Doran <laughs> and brothers. God damn it. That's good, that's good. Doran, my son, who had brothers, you know. Awesome. My sons. <laughs> Back in the sitting room, Gautier Brighthelm is showing off his tapestries. The one of them that he's explaining to you, Jack, is like... Oh, it's meant to appear um, on initial inspection as like abstract, but when you get close, you can see here that it's like an exploded view of a minecart. Oh, you can see all the different yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. wheels here, the axles, and uh, the other mechanisms here. So it's a mechanical diagram, but really, when you when you get into it, the artistry is. Um, I mean, the way it all fits together is is beautiful in and of itself, and the and the the rendering in this tapestry. Wow. I'm glad that you're a, a, um, an art appreciator. I mean, I, I, I do my best. Um, I, I've always had a fascination with, with you know, the, the work of, of other cultures I'm not familiar with and all that. Yeah. Um, so what's this one then? Oh, this one is a, just a big rock. <laughs> oh. You know, it, How did you not get that? Mari's at the back of the room. That's She's hilarious. <laughs> that one's my Swerf Neblin friend's face. Well, I, I, I mean, it, it looked like one of those, you know, um, do you think there's any like fossils or anything inside it? Or is it just a favorite rock? No, this one's just my favorite rock. 
Mm. I mean, it's very big. I, as you can see, Mari's sitting at the back. She's just watching this, and she just goes, nerd, <laughs> like from a distance. Throwing popcorn at him. I'm going to tell you, on a dig, this kind of rock, it's the one that sets you back a couple of days. Nobody loves to see it, that's for sure. But I, I can see why it'd be special. The myconid has made its way down from Jack and Red's room and is like sitting on the stone beside you, Mari, and just kind of grooving. Kicking its legs. Yeah. Yeah. And she's she's just she's very tickled by it. She just sort of like like gives it a little like tickle with her finger. Like it's just it's very cute and she likes it. He like, does not like being tickled. It's very yeah, sorry. clear. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> and she she uh and she offers a little bit of her glass and her glass it looks like wine, but when she moves her hand, the color changes again. She's drinking water now. She switched over. Good. Smart. <laughs> but she she's just made it look like wine, so it looks like she's still just kind of partying, and so no one bothers her about it. But she's like, it's water. It's fine. Like, if you'd like anything. Yeah. There's pieces of mushroom you ate with dinner on it. <laughs> oh, my God. My brothers. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had brothers, you know. My whole colony. <laughs> you ate them. They take a little sip <laughs> from the rim of your wine glass, and it's heart-wrenchingly adorable. And it's so cute. below you all, through this beautiful vista of windows you can see the lights in scarborough starting to dim and twinkle and change as the citizens start to observe the falling of night the shafts of sunlight that were once coming in through these skylight ports in the cavern have turned to like a dim starlight and the city's kind of starting to fall asleep mari like looks over it Gautier and Jack talking and like as soon as like Gautier like catches her eye she just sort of looks over at him and she's like so what's what's the deal with the rock plague is that like a thing that like only dwarves can get or like because like I I can I got some like healing magic and stuff like it's kind of you know it's like a little hit or miss recently and she kind of like doesn't make eye contact with um Elister <laughs> she has not really had a conversation yet with um oh poor Elister Elister's standing at the window with his arms folded behind his back just looking out and he like turns and kind of pierces you with a look and then goes back to regarding the city yeah, you can see a flush sort of on her face for a moment. She's like, because like I could, I can do some sort of like healing magic. Like I know Doran's mom's not doing great, so I could go down there. Like if it doesn't yeah, affect, yeah. if it doesn't affect like non dwarves. You know what? Uh, why, why don't you talk to Doran about that? All right. Like I, I mean, like, but you know, if we go down there, it's it's fine. Is it just like what's the deal? Is it is it a skin condition? Is, Honestly, it, is it airborne? Mari, I'm not a doctor, uh, <laughs> so I can't talk to you about like whether that's going to affect different races or species or whatever honestly i don't know what you are oh no um, <laughs> or how like your biology is like similar or dissimilar to to dwarves so uh he's like tapping his hands a little bit distractedly on the table beside him can i run a perception check on him perceive this i mean you would want to roll an insight sorry an insight but, yeah check. i'm dumb okay <laughs> Um, 15. Yeah, he seems pretty uncomfortable right now. And he obviously is being truthful about not knowing shit about rock plague. Which feels 
weird if it's something that is affecting this whole area and he is mm-hmm. like the leader of it and Definitely. that doesn't really make a lot of sense why would you not know what it is if this is a thing that's affecting your people you would have something so that that sort of twigs something in the back of her head through the cloud of wine she's like that's that's weird and she just kind of settles back in the chair and kind of kicks her legs over the arm of it and just sort of sits there awkwardly in this chair just like too spread too comfortable looking in a space that she should not be in well folks the night is wearing thin and uh i promised doran that i would go on an errand early tomorrow morning so uh, i bid you good night and please feel free to stay up as late as you like obviously my drink cabinet is your drink cabinet there's a, a saying in dwarven for that but doesn't translate to common very well well i appreciate it yeah, yeah. i think i'm ready to turn in jackie sticking down here yeah I, I might i might stay here for a little bit and he jack reaches into his pouch and he pulls out a little sack of like candy he's been saved like candied fruit and stuff he's been saving from water deep mm-hmm. and goes to sit kind of near voldrick mm-hmm. and sets it down in easy thieving range just trying like as a peace offering mm-hmm. but not trying to say anything about it oh. I'll, I'll have one more drink you you go to bed all right mari heads heads on mm-hmm. up but is a little unsettled by gotier's lack of knowledge of this very what should be something straightforward your last look at this sitting room is of this dwarf giving jack the most evil side eye and reaching his (laughs) hand into a little sack of candied plums and grabbing one Uh, and then you go up the stairs good luck jack Jack really specifically turns away from Voldrick and says, sorry, I, I didn't catch your name to the other man-at-arms who came in with him. <laughs> yeah, you're so rude, dude. I was sitting here the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Jack, when you finally do retire for the night, you open the door to see... Red is like sitting in the far corner, cross-legged with like a book in his lap and another book in front of him and a letter to the side and like a candle to his side and his like hands are on his chin and he's like muttering to himself and like pointing he's like this one but no that's not what he meant is that what he meant that that's not what he meant jack's first impulse is to rush over there and he reaches for the the magic inside himself like oh this is a comprehend language problem i know exactly how to do this and as he starts to like pluck the the strings of the weave and feel it pull together they almost like rub raw against those weird scars on his hands for a minute and he stops himself and uh goes and crawls into bed on one side trying to leave room for red on one part of it and shove alistair over a little bit yeah fair enough jack as you shove alistair over his eyes are open and he he rolls over to accommodate you in bed and maybe he sees you like consider the scars on your hands for a second and he's like you know i can read one of those i mean i guess it's this one he says holding up his left hand with the gnomish on it it says bound jack Good night. Jack has a long, hard time falling asleep.
to our wonderful patrons Adam Fry, Afflicted Adina, Aizu Yukai, Alison Wrights, Alistair, Anne, Afologoff, Axel, Barry Jeanette, Casey, Cecil Lee Wilson, Sherry Rose Anderson, Christopher, Colin Burkhart, Crow, Daniel, Dippity, Flynn, Gareth Bradshaw, Haley, Haley, Harper the Mox, JD, Joy Robinson, Julie Holderman, Jory, KR, KM, Cade, Lasagna, Last Ruth on the left, Leader J, Liz, Lorelei Feldman, Manda Pants, Merrick Moon, Matilda Rushing, Melinda Curley, Moon, Oakland, Quill Bennett, Regan, Wren, Scotty, Shannon Waldner, S-Ray 96, Tegan, Tea Kettle, Tony Pepperoni, Trin, Waffle427, Xander Morning Dove, Zach House, and Zephyrus. Thank you so much! Woo. And Gautier turns to you and he puts his hand on your Doran shoulders. Doran turns to you. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, Doran turns to Gautier and he puts his hand on your shoulder and, and he looks at you, each of us, with our hands on each other's shoulders. Both says, hands on shoulders, dwarves <laughs> looking at each other. <laughs> More hands everywhere. <laughs> Just. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 